Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're continuing our examination of what was going on in the Second Chronicles chapter 20 with King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. You remember uh, an enemy had come against them, the sons of Moab, the sons of Ammon, and the sons of uh, Mount Seir had gathered to make war against them. And Jehoshaphat didn't know what to do. So he gathered the people together. He was afraid, and he called everybody to fast. <clears throat> they gathered together. People came from all over Judah. And then Jehoshaphat stood before the assembly, stood before all the people, and he prayed. And so uh, I'm going to start with verse 5 and 6, which we covered in the previous episode. And then we'll continue through this prayer. So here's verse 5. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, so here's the prayer. O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? And are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand so that no one can stand before you. Verse 7. Did you not O our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. They have lived in it and have built you a sanctuary there for your name, saying, Should evil come upon us, the sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry to you in our distress, and you will deliver us. <clears throat> now, behold, the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom he did not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, they turned aside from them and did not destroy them. See how they are rewarding us by coming to drive us out from your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance. So let's just stop right there for a moment. There's a little bit more to this prayer. There's one more verse. But Jehoshaphat is recounting before the Lord and before the people what the Lord had done for them. And he's saying, God, here's what's led us up to this situation. Here's what the circumstance is. This is what's been happening. Now, did God know all this? Well, of course God knew all this. Did the people know it? Yeah, the people knew what was going on. But, folks, we need to know what the Lord has done for us, recount these things, and come before him and rest and trust in him. Now, watch what he says in verse 12. Oh, our God. Will you not judge them? So King Jehoshaphat is calling for God to judge the enemy that are coming against them. Why do you think Jehoshaphat is doing that? Why do you think that he's calling for the Lord? You know, we don't have to think, right? We can just read the rest of the verse. Okay? He says this, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? It's a question. For we are powerless before this great multitude. Who are coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So King Jehoshaphat is just simply stating the truth of the matter in the situation. And he's doing it before the Most High God 
and before the people. You know, we as individuals might say things like this before the Most High God and acknowledge it, but rarely do we do it before the people, particularly leadership. There's just too much pride and hubris in most people's lives. But the king was saying, you know, we're powerless. This is a huge, this is a great multitude, and they're coming against us. And then the next part, we don't know what to do. And notice he didn't exactly ask God to tell him what to do. He just declared the truth. We do not know what to do. But then that most powerful word in all of Scripture, but, (laughs) but our eyes are on you. So here the king is before the people, before the most high God saying, hey, I'm powerless. We're powerless. We don't know what to do. They're coming against us. Our eyes are on you. Our face is set toward you. So what did they do? This is the end of the king's prayer. Verse 13. All Judah was standing before the Lord with their infants, their wives, and their children. It says all Judah. What were they doing? They were standing before the Lord. Literally standing there. They're in the place where the Lord has said, if you will come here in times of distress or famine or persecution or enemy, whatever, if you'll come here, if you'll cry out to me, I will hear you and I will move. They came. They cried out to the Lord. They're standing before the Lord. And it's not just the men. With their infants, their wives, and their children, it's all people of all age who have come before the Lord And what are they doing? They're standing. Well, why why are they standing? Well, folks, there's no pews and there's no chairs aside from that, you know. But what are they doing? The king has finished praying. Uh, Isn't that when you just sort of leave when they say amen, you know, kind of thing? What were they doing? (coughs) They were waiting for God to move. They were waiting for God to answer. Well, how was God going to answer? Well, there's any number of ways that he could have answered when you look at the Scripture, even the Scripture they had at this point in time. I mean, you know, parting of the waters type of thing, you know. Fire on the mountain. You know, lightnings from the heavens, a voice from the heavens, ground opening up, swallowing people. That's, that's pretty uh, powerful kind of stuff, is it not? But what were they waiting on? All Judah was standing there before the Lord, with their infants, their wives, and their children. And they're waiting. Well, the Lord answered. Was he going to answer uh, through a mighty wind? Was he going to answer through an earthquake? Was he going to call down fire from heaven and consume the enemy out there? How was he going to answer? We actually see it in the next verse. So let me just read the next verse right here. Then we'll pick it up the next episode, okay? Verse 14. Then... So they're standing. Then, in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came. So it wasn't an earthquake. It wasn't light. And it wasn't fire from heaven. It wasn't the ground opening up. It wasn't water parting. It wasn't water flooding. It wasn't any number of things that you see in the Scripture in the way that the Lord had judged and spoken in times past. This time, the Spirit of the Lord comes. But he comes upon one individual. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, and Jehaziel is in the midst of the assembly. 
He's just out there in the congregation. Well, why is he one that the Spirit of the Lord might come upon? Did he do something super special? We actually get through the rest of this verse right here, his lineage. I mean, I think back to his great-grandfather. And uh, we find out who he is, but basically he's just a Levite. He's a Levite of the sons of Asaph. So the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Madaniah, the Levite of the sons of Asaph. So he was one of the sons of Asaph, that lineage. You'll see that they wrote several of the Psalms, by the way, that we have in the Bible. And the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him. What do you think he did? He spoke. And that's what you're going to see. Uh, The next thing, verse 15 said this, and he says, Listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. So this guy boldly speaks because the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he's saying, hey, guys, listen to what I have to say. Those of you in Judah, those of you from Jerusalem, especially you, King Jehoshaphat. Well, that's some boldness right there, isn't it? Well, anyway, we'll look to see what the Word of the Lord is. And if you've never seen this before, it's going to knock your socks off, okay? I'll guarantee you. Uh, My time's up for now. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.